Hello and welcome to the ASAP podcast. Tonight, it's me, Jim. I am here with the PSP queens, Bailey. Howdy. And Mallory. Hey. What's up, y'all? All right, so tonight was app night at Synergy. So the question of the <laughs> night, for the two that brought all of those delicious appetizers for you all, what is your favorite appetizer? I'm going to go with the classic pigs in a blanket. Ooh, so good. What's like your secret sauce for the perfect pigs in a blanket? Mm, so the secret sauce is a brown sugar butter glaze okay. that goes on top of your pigs in a blanket before you bake it. Um, it is the culprit of most of the fire <laughs> alarms I've set off, we- but it is worth it. And it did happen today. <laughs> you guys, anyone just wondering? <laughs> the amount of firefighters that were at our building today so going, many. hey, can we have some of those? And Bailey yeah. said, no, no. they're for you guys, the students. <laughs> so she loves you all more than the firefighters. All for y'all. True that. <laughs> so tonight, uh, it was week two of the foreshadowing series. So we had Matt Reagan with us. It was so incredible. Um, he talked about the book of Jonah and just how... Um, just the story of Jonah, how he uh, was in the belly of the whale, as everybody knows. He ran away from God um, and still was able to just live out his purpose um, and just how that connects with Jesus fulfilling uh, prophecy later on in the Old New Testament. So, um, yeah, what was uh, a few things like stuck out from you guys tonight? Um, something that I thought was cool. So uh, Matt did a great job of just um, pointing out like parallels and um, yeah, just ways that Jonah was foreshadowing Jesus and, um, something that was kind of similar was that they were both, um, making a willing sacrifice. So Jonah made this willing sacrifice to go off the boat and ends up like swallowed by this fish. Um, but he made that sacrifice because of his own sin. Um, and then later on we see Jesus who comes down and is also a willing sacrifice, um, but not because of his own sin, because Jesus was perfect, but because of his love for us and because of our sin, he came and, and sacrificed to save us, which I just thought was really cool. It's always funny just like hearing like the story of Jonah again, because again, like, well, I was like, oh yeah, the, the fish, duh. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, just the quick synopsis for anybody that wasn't able to make it tonight. So Jonah hears a calling from God that he's supposed to go to Nineveh and preach the good old news um, and Jonah pretty much says, nope, not for me. Uh, so he runs in the opposite direction, hops on a boat, gets into the sea, storms are coming, pirates are on his ship, and they go, arg! And he goes, oh, I bet they would throw me overboard. Nope. They're like the nicest pirates of all time. So they're like, well, we know the storm isn't good. But then Jonah's like, okay, well, please just throw me overboard, because he would literally rather drown than go to Nineveh. Mm. Like, worst prophet dude ever. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so they do, reluctantly. He gets in the fish. God's like, <laughs> not dying today. Spits him up on land. Then he ends up back in Nineveh after he sort of repents. And then, you know, ends up going there. You would think, man, changed man? No. Jonah's <laughs> still an absolute jerk. <laughs> Gives the worst sermon of all time, and then still somehow uh, the people of Nineveh just have a massive revival, and they repent mm-hmm. of all their sins, and it's just like insane. So that's the quick Jonah synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mallory, what was something that stuck out to you from tonight? Um, now that I look over my notes, something that really stuck out to me is that they both, he was going through the parallels, and they both had three days in the belly is what he called it. Um, so Jonah was literally in the belly of a whale, but... 
Jesus was in the tomb. And it's like, Mm -hmm. when you think about it, you can literally go to Jesus for anything because he was in the tomb for three days and Jonah was in the belly for three days. Like he's literally gone through everything that we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. So that's encouraging. Yeah, it's like even in our darkest moments, like Jesus is like, I've been there, man. Like, yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Um, just crazy, like how he's like fulfilling all of these prophecies. And mm-hmm. again, even so sweet as a reminder for some of us who maybe like heard of Jonah growing up as a kid, but have never like gone back through and really like dived through um, some like the Old Testament scripture. Um, it's like, oh, dang. Okay, this goes deep. I <laughs> see. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah, so... Um, Matt also just kind of shared a lot of stories. Was there any stories tonight that like really stuck out to you or um, like felt very convicting, I guess? Yeah, he actually shared a story um, about his sister and just uh, was super honest and talked about the ways that his sister has just turned um, from the Lord into everything else and um, how she's just like really lost and really struggling. And he like said this quote that I wrote down. He said, something in my bones is not okay Mm -hmm. with someone that I love being lost. And I was like, shoot, that's so true. Like, I think that's the evidence of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Like we are like now bent towards like our flesh is like (laughs) wanting to sin. Um, but like the Holy Spirit bends us towards righteousness. And so there's something like deeply unsettling Mm -hmm. in our bones to us when we see people who are lost or we see brokenness in the world and we see it in our own hearts and in ourselves too. Like we know what it means to turn away from that and turn to the Lord. So I think that was just really relatable um, and really cool one I think about even like my own family or um, like close friends, like people that I'm really close to that mm-hmm. I see are struggling. Like something in me is like, this is not okay. Like this is the work of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And the Lord just wants something so different for them um, because he wanted something different for me. And he like rescued me out of that. So yeah, that really stuck out to me it is also a little convicting whenever you get into a really easy time in your life what you might consider easy and you're like you're not feeling that for other people like you Mm -hmm. don't have that passion like you've lost your passion for sharing and it's kind of just a reminder like to pray for God to soften your heart and open Mm -hmm. your eyes to see the people it's easy to look on the news and say oh I'm going to pray for this group of people I'm going to pray for this country but You've also got to open your eyes and see the people in your dorm room and in your home, wherever you're living, where you work, play, whatever it is. But you just got to ask God to soften your heart, which is an incredible, very bold prayer to ask. Definitely. Yeah, I was even, as you guys were sitting there talking, trying to think of like examples in my own life, like how often I'm like, I want to care more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just honesty hour over here. And it's like, I don't, and I'm still like going through the motions. Yeah. Like, do you guys have any like thoughts about like, how you all have tried to like get out of those ruts or uh, yeah, just kind of like push through like the apathy that like so many of us are prone to. That was not in the show notes. So we're just rolling. Yeah. With it. <laughs> no, that's so good. And I think a lot of it is even pressing past like my urge to like take control and want to problem solve. So mm-hmm. if I see like, just like maybe like somebody in my family's like struggling, my first instinct isn't like, Yes, I'm, like, heartbroken for them, but my first instinct is, oh, like, how can I help? What can I do? How can I fix this? And I feel like the Lord has broken me out of, like, seasons of apathy where I just, like, like, over, like, I 
like gloss over compassion and mm-hmm. I just go straight to yeah. like, oh, how can I help? What can I do? And the Lord has like had to bring me truly to the end of myself and like show me like, man, like you are not God and you mm-hmm. can't, like you need me. Like you are fully dependent on mm-hmm. me and your friends and your family are meant to be fully dependent on me too. And so honestly, I think it's like just being brought to the end of yourself, at least for me that's like broken me out of apathy to be like, Oh, I can't like, uh, we need the Lord. We all do. So. Yeah. I feel like for me in particular, I just have to like repent mm-hmm. and yeah. literally say the words, God, I just need to repent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in those moments when I'm just not feeling it, like even just starting the phrase, um, and the statement, it kind of like, it's almost like a reshock, I guess of like, oh, wake up, Jim. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, like, when I'm just going through the motions or like, okay, like, let me fix your problems and move on. Like, let's keep trucking along. Yeah. It's like, God's very clearly being like, no, like, wrestle through with some things with these people. Um, love mm. these people well. Like, we're called to love. We're not called to fix. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like I just have to hit a place of like, I'm sorry. I need to repent of like my own pride or my own, mm. um, yeah, just apathy that <laughs> like I'm struggling with. Yeah. Now that reminds me when Matt said, Jesus doesn't need you to save people. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to yeah. do that. Uh-huh. He needs you to love people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And loving people doesn't mean like fixing all their problems. Mm-hmm. It means like, like you said, like literally just going into the trenches with them and being mm-hmm. there for them and loving them and giving them a message of hope. Yeah. I also talked with a group earlier. It was actually in seminar. Um, we talked about how you deal with inconvenient times and mm-hmm. when things just like, pop up like how do you react and how Jesus reacted in the synagogues when he's there preaching and someone brings in someone on a mat and they're like you need to do something about this instead of being like not right now Mm -hmm. it's like he got down with them like in the trenches and he helped and that's just like important to kind of get yourself straight and be like I need to fix this. If it came up, it's important. And just like learning how to react when things come up that aren't expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, and just saying like, here I am, your servant's listening. Like mm-hmm. how often we just want to be like in, in my time, not yours. And it's like put God into a box. And it's just like the moment we try to do that, I feel like we get so humbled every single time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, your way's better. I get it. But like, you kind of say it like defiantly, like you don't want to believe it, but you're like, you just know it's true. That's Mm. so funny. Um, He mentioned another story as well, um, just about like an experience that he had in an airport with love for um, just like, yeah, one of y'all just like to kind of give a quick uh, synopsis or kind of thoughts about just like what he had shared um, just through that experience. Mm. Yeah, so he was on a plane and <laughs> said that he was sitting in between a guy that he just kept calling like tank top dude and that was just like flexing on him. Big flex, flex a lot. Sir flex yeah, a lot. Sir flex a lot. Um, I feel like that about sums that character up. Yeah. And then um, uh, also sitting next to a woman who was in like the adult entertainment industry. And so they're just both like talking about the lives that they're living that are just very like worldly and they seem like excited about it but as their conversation goes on like they both begin to like break down and like confess that Mm -hmm. this is not the life that they want to live 
Um, and it was just a really crazy story that like the Lord even just divinely placed Matt in between them mm-hmm. on this plane. Cause it's not where he wanted to yeah. be. He just wanted to be in his own little seat, like listening to his music or whatever yeah. <laughs> on his own. Cause that's what we all want. But, um, it like he, during that story, like talked about, um, just this calling that the Lord placed on him to first listen up and then to step up and to speak up. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like, um, how he structured his whole message through Jonah as well. Um, but when he talked about, uh, listening and stepping up, he said that you're either going to run to a place of your choosing and your comfort, or you're going to run to your calling, Mm -hmm. but not to both. And this story was very much like, this was not his choosing or his comfort, (laughs) but that was where the Lord called him. And that's where he needed him to be, um, to like share his love with people who didn't know it yet. Um, and then he like related that to Jonah as well um, because Nineveh was a city filled with people who um, probably like Jonah probably was like, they're getting like what they deserve. (laughs) Um, But um, they, but the Lord is like still giving them grace and like wants Mm -hmm. them to be invited into, um, into the good life. And so I think that was also true for the people on the plane. Like um, I'm sure like it went through Matt's mind a few times of like, Oh, like, you're choosing this life though. Like you, maybe this, this is a consequence. Like this might be what you deserve, but, um, that's like not the story of the gospel, which is so cool. Yeah. Also the guy on the plane, um, Matt was his name, right? Matt, the speaker was his name. Okay. Matt was kind of an answered prayer to the guy on the plane because Mm -hmm. at one point the guy looked at him and he was like, are you a Christian? And, the guy had previously prayed in the shower, I guess the morning of or the morning before, like, I'm ready to give up, but send me a Christian and I will straighten up my life. And Matt was that answered prayer. <laughs> and so we don't know what people are praying for, but God is going to put us in our in their path. And we just have to be obedient to him because we don't know when that's going to come up. <laughs> and Matt had no idea who this guy was and that he was being prayed for kind of indirectly, but... He was there at the right place at the right time, and it was an answered prayer to both of them to mm-hmm. be there. Yeah, I think one of the most refreshing things um, that Matt said tonight was like, even you know, being in ministry for years and years and years, he's like, it's not necessarily easy to evangelize. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually should be an encouragement for all of us. Uh, yeah, just that like, all we're supposed to do is just like answer. Like mm-hmm. when God like puts something in our place or like in our way. Um, just to say like, okay, like this is where you have me. I mean, I don't think Matt started his day with like, I'm going to be an answered prayer today. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, he was just trying to get from Chicago to wherever he was going. Um, but God had way cooler plans Mm -hmm. for him, um, on that day. And I think the first thing Matt would tell everybody too, is that like God was moving despite Matt, not Mm -hmm. because of Matt. Um, and I think that was a huge part of like Jonah's story today as well. Just that, I mean, Jonah really did try to, like, mess things mm-hmm. up the entire way. Mm-hmm. He even talks about um, when he finally gets to Nineveh and he's giving the sermon, all he said was, all right, guys, in 40 days, you're going to be overthrown. <laughs> that was the yeah. entire sermon. You're going to yeah. burn. Right. Like, <laughs> I could not imagine, like, oh, man, like, this great prophet's coming. This is going to be incredible. And, like, just mm-hmm. hearing that, I'd just be like, really? That's it? Like, yeah. okay. But, I mean, everybody just, like, immediately turned from their ways. They were so hungry for Mm -hmm. something that was, like, true and life-giving that they Mm -hmm. were just, like, even with your absolute rags, like, (laughs) you're going to rock this place. Yeah, that's so good. 
yeah, I think it shows that there is like a deeper, like we are created by the Lord. So we're like, uh, we like deeply, whether we're aware of it or not, like are longing for him always. And I think it was cool that Matt like described Jonah as the worst evangelist ever. Like yeah. he said, like literally <laughs> yeah. his sermon was like, that was it. And yet 120,000 people still turned to the Lord. Come on. That's insane. Like <laughs> that, that's because they, you're right. Like they were hungry for something yeah. deeper. Um, and like he can, if he can work through Jonah, like he can work through us yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like all God wants us to do is just to love and trust him. And then from there, just to like answer the calling, like when he does just put something in our way, um, that is just like, okay, mm-hmm. we can respond in two ways. We can jump on a boat and run or we can <laughs> yeah. be like, all right. It's not going like, to work out well. <laughs> I can give you my best, but it's not going to be amazing, but we'll, yeah. we'll, I'm here. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. So that's so sweet. Um, I guess just like one, like last question that I wrote down, we sort of hit on already, but just like, how do we push past that awkwardness? Like, how do we, is there a practical way, I guess, to like put that trust into motion, um, outside of just like, just do it mentality. He kind of mentioned just like, once you start, just keep going. Like it's Mm -hmm. obviously going to feel awkward. I mean, you don't just start a conversation and you ask like, Oh, where are you from? And do you know Jesus? It's like, <laughs> you've kind of got to just like kind of slide into it a little bit, but you've just got to keep going and trust that the words that you're speaking are not your own and mm. that he will speak through you if you're just obedient. And Jonah, he ended up being obedient finally. And <laughs> he spoke to 120,000 people through Jonah. And it's like, if I just have one conversation and I listen and I speak the words that the Lord is putting on my heart, then if I'm speaking to one person, then that's just one more person that's hearing that hadn't heard before. I love that. Yeah. It's like the more we can just get out of our own way. I Mm -hmm. think like it's not us doing the work. It's God doing the work through us. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a good friend who I used to always get in my head about like social situations and I'd ask him like, man, how are you so just like energetic and like excited to meet people? And he was like, well, he's like, I used to be really like in my head all the time, but he realized for him, when he would approach any like social situation, he would almost come into it like with a here I am kind mm-hmm. of mentality. So it was like, okay, I'm in my head. Like, yeah. who's going to reach out to me? Who's going to talk to me? And he said when he flipped it to an outward like, oh, there you are kind mm-hmm. of mentality, that helped him just to start having those conversations, mm-hmm. get out of his own head, stop wondering how he's being perceived and just like deeply care and love for other people. And it's been like a kick in the butt reminder. Yeah. All like every time I just want to like shut down and it's like, I don't want to talk to this person. It's like, but there you are. And I love you. Therefore mm. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and he said just a simple three word line, God loves people. Mm-hmm. And it's just so refreshing to hear that. Like it's so hard for us to love people, but he loves people despite circumstances and despite everything about a person. So it's like, God loves people, but he also loves us and he wants to use us. And no matter how many times you hear that God loves people, it's just refreshing every single time you hear it. Love that. Sweet. Well, any closing remarks before we move on to week three coming up? Um, Going off of uh, what you said about like, we have like the Holy Spirit in us. Like it's not our words. Like mm-hmm. he said, I like wrote down his quote, like you're not an ordinary person. Mm-hmm. Not because we're like so special, but because we have the Holy Spirit inside yeah. of us. So like we're not ordinary. Yeah. Like we are set apart. Um, and like God's chosen people, which is just so cool. Mm-hmm. So like 
I would encourage people to like walk into their week like with that Holy Spirit power mm-hmm. in them and like be empowered by the Spirit mm-hmm. and not to like boost your own ego or to be like, man, I'm so great, but no more like I'm actually so weak, but the Lord is so strong (laughs) and he wants to use me and he longs to like pour out his power in me. Mm -hmm. So I would say go and be like empowered by his spirit to Mm -hmm. share his word and just encourage people Mm -hmm. and bring joy to people. It's a good last word. That was a good word. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Well, guys, that's all the time we have for this week. Make sure to stay tuned next week for week three of foreshadowing. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.